Welcome into the Keepers Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm the host, Paige Demakos, here with Chris Schubert and our very special guest from NFL Network. That is Adam Rank. But more importantly, he's from Schaumburg, Illinois. Oh boy, here we go already. Which is where I grew up. And I cannot believe the circumstances that on Twitter that I met somebody that not only is from Chicago, everybody's from, tons of people are from Chicago, but to be from Schaumburg was pretty cool. So Adam, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It's an honor, obviously, to be here with one of you. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I have to say, though, the thing is, is you didn't go, you didn't tell the, sto- the story far enough. It's not that we're from the same hometown, born in the same hospital. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I we're born. We went to uh, I went to Conant High School, so you would have been going to Schaumburg High School had you probably stayed around. And the thing here with this is, is that you you sent me a message and you said Lutheran General Hospital, and I about I about fell out of my seat because I was like, now the cir- <laughs> the circumstances are just too funky. But uh, before we lose everybody talking about including how, including me, <laughs> including Chris on how awesome Chicago and Schaumburg are. Um, we will start with, uh, well, you know, I had to go here. Okay. So you we're know. not, we're not leaving this topic. No, we're not leaving Chicago. We no. obviously, we obviously had to start off with, uh, our boy Mitchell Trubisky. And actually today we had our fantasy show live on video and we got a ton of questions about Mitch and whether or not he is a viable fantasy option. I said, no. What do you say? No, I'm with you. a hundred percent. This is one of those instances where I'm rooting for him. Uh, to succeed on the field. I don't think it's going to translate to fantasy points just yet, and especially this week against the Ravens because I think that defense is pretty vulnerable to the run game, which means I believe we'll see a lot of Jordan Howard uh, in this contest. But ultimately, you know, I, I, can't, I can't divorce myself from, the, from being a fan and just marveling at, at how different the offense looked. And I know that Steve Smith and I were talking about it about, and he kind of felt like, oh, they're not calling the same plays. It's like, yeah, because it's not the same player. Like, it's a different dude. It's the same reason why Steve Buscemi doesn't get the same roles as George Clooney. Like, these are two vastly <laughs> different human beings, and I think we saw an, a, an extra wrinkle. And I think at some point, you know, there is going to be a day where Trubisky is going to be a fine player, and there's going to be a time where he's going to be a streaming option, even this season. But for right now, I'm just going to sit there and, uh, as they say, enjoy the process. I have uh, I have him on my bench just because I had to pick him up just because I have the option to, to keep a couple extra bench players. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go out here and I'm going to get my boy. And just in case, you never know, he might become – now, I told fantasy fantasy listeners, I said, do not, you know, do not start him. But I agree with you that if, if something ha- does happen, this offense obviously looks very different. That may be down the road if you're dealing with some injuries, which we've already seen thus far so many injuries to quarterbacks. Maybe he becomes a streamable option. Yeah, I think it's week nine when we have a, a heavy bye week, a uh, heavy bye week. And that's the week that the Bears return from their bye, I think, if I have this correctly. Because I know whenever they play Green Bay, it, it would be after they would be 4-4 four and four coming off a of bye. So I guess that's week 10. Um, and they play Green Bay. So there's going to be, I feel like, some pretty good matchups. And then by that time, he should have played enough that we could get enough of a picture that perhaps. And all my fantasy team names are like, get Mitch or die trying or Trubisky <laughs> business or... Trubisky a go-go and Lake Michigan. So it's like I should probably have him on my team at least, but uh, he is represented in one way, at least in the team name. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I think uh, I think I'm going to change all my names. I have I have Trubisky business because I thought of that one originally, but I saw your tweet that you had all those names, and I thought, my, oh, my, uh, Adam's way ahead of me. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Those are, listen, everybody would have come to the same one if we sat down and thought about it long enough. So I'm claiming no credit for that. But, uh, yeah, go change all those names up. <laughs> uh, Adam, one of the guys that I've been disappointed with so far this year is uh, Jay Ajayi down in Miami. What's going on there? Is it a case of just Cutler coming in and them changing the scheme and it affecting him, or is it something more? There's got to be something more because Jay shouldn't have changed things up too much anyways because, to me, him and Ryan Tannehill are basically the same players. I think Adam Gase knew what he was getting into when Jay showed up. Like you, did, you didn't think you were going to be bringing the life of the party. You know, you pretty much know what you're getting with Jay Cutler. He's going to be this sullen guy who's never going to seem happy to be anywhere. And I think we all have friends like that. And you're like, why did we invite this guy? Like, why did we <laughs> think inviting him to Nick's bachelor party in Vegas was going to be a good idea? Because you knew he was going to act like this the whole time. But so I don't think there was any surprises there, but I wonder too, because last year, Jay Ajayi started the season inactive. Like they didn't travel with him and they left him behind. And then he had a couple of nice games and had those breakouts. And then I think we all got kind of, uh, I, I would say duped because I would listen, I'm with you, Chris. I was, uh, I was in on that Jay Ajayi thing. I was going Jordan Howard ahead of him. So I was a little insulated from it, but I was, I was buying it. I was like, okay. Gase is going to run the ball a lot. He wants to give him the ball 300 times. And just as a, as a, as a volume player, you had to love it. Like you, you would have been, it would have been irresponsible to not like that. So it's been troubling. I still think, and the, the unfortunate thing now is you still have to play him because he, again, he gets all the touches. He, he doesn't do a lot with them, but he's getting them. And uh, there's not a lot of players available. So it's a real unfortunate situation, but I'm still hoping I, I'm the eternal optimist that this is going to turn around for uh, the Dolphins at Jay Giant. Yeah, I, he's one of the biggest disappointments, and that leads me into this question. When you look across the board, there's been some injuries to some quarterbacks. There's been some some pretty big disappointing, I think, of David Johnson right off the bat. Um, consensus, pretty much number one overall draft pick, gets injured right away. What has been the biggest disappointment this season in fantasy football? I would say the guys, I mean, David Johnson, I mean, you can't beat yourself up. If a guy gets hurt, a guy gets hurt. Like, what are you going to do? But I think that with players like Le'Veon Bell, I think is a little disconcerting because he's played well, okay, over the last couple of weeks, but it's taken him some time to get going. And he was typically the consensus number two overall pick, sometimes the number one pick to some people. And it really hasn't worked out. And I know I had one team where I had Le'Veon Bell and we drafted so early the Ezekiel Elliott situation wasn't wrapped up so everybody had passed on him so he got all the way back to me and so I went into the season with Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott and both were starting in week one and I thought I was going to be sitting in the catbird seat but unfortunately it didn't work out and those two guys are are right off the top and I think a lot of people um, wanted to go back to running backs I think people are comfortable taking running backs in the first round so everybody dove in on them and then, you know, it's been the guys who went after them. You know, anybody who took Todd Gurley or Kareem Hunt or anybody like that who's really benefited. So I think those the top three running backs off the board, uh, unfortunately one is because of an injury, but it's ultimately been the biggest disappointment. And again, if you had Jay Ajayi as the RB4, which I know some people did, that also was troubling. Or yeah. has been troubling. Yeah, it's been pretty troubling overall, especially we're in Phoenix, Arizona. So, you know, the the number one overall pick here, mm. David Johnson, was a hot commodity uh, in this market for sure because they're paying close attention. But 
It's uh, like I agree with you. That position group has just been struggling thus far, and it's been really interesting to watch. But let's go. Let's go to the positive side because I always like to. I'll get the negative out of the way. Let's go to the positive side. Who has been your biggest surprise of this year? Because I think of all, there's been quite a few, and uh, one of them specifically, Kareem Hunt. For me, I got pretty late in my draft and feel really good about him. Yeah, Kareem Hunt's been a pretty good one. Um, when I'm in the, the leagues where I drafted later on, I think we kind of started to see the writing on the wall. It's fun when a player like that starts to emerge because we really don't, we really don't get to see him an awful lot. Like it's not like, uh, when an SEC guy comes into the league or you, you've seen Todd Gurley enough to where you can have a pretty good solid opinion on him. With somebody like Kareem Hunt, you're kind of hoping that the, the talent evaluators of the NFL have done a pretty good job of playing him out there for you. And it's like, okay, hopefully he's going to be really good. He's not going to be Terrence West or something like that or, or uh, you know, a Matt guy that comes in and doesn't perform very well. So he was pretty good. I, and I, listen, I get a lot of stuff wrong. Well, this will tell you, like, I was kind of wrong on this because coming into the season, uh, the rookie running backs, I had McCaffrey number one. I had Hunt number three. I know, who am I missing? Because I had Fournette number four. And, oh, I have Dalvin Cook. I have Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook as the second. Actually, I have Dalvin Cook number one. Uh, so Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Kareem Hunt, and then Leonard Fournette. And that's been a little bit of a surprise for me. Obviously, it looks terrible for me now, but I just saw somebody in college who one season had a tremendous workload and looked great. I mean, he's an impressive player. He was playing for LSU. He's in the SEC, and he looks great. But then the next couple of years, he was dinged up with injuries. And then you saw Darius Grice go in there and play just as well. And you're like, okay, maybe this is the system. Maybe this is going to be like the, the Alabama thing where they're just turning out great running backs. So I was a little apprehensive on Fournette, but he's come out and looked fantastic. And he was behind him, and he's behind an offensive line that a lot of people thought coming into the season wasn't going to be very good. And he's been out there crushing it and uh, making me look like a fool, I might say. So there's another rookie that has been playing well, specifically in the last two weeks. That's Deshaun Watson putting up a ton of points. I think so far he's just behind Alex Smith in terms of fantasy quarterbacks right now. I think I know the answer to this, but can Deshaun Watson keep up the way that he is performing in fantasy right now? I really do. I think this is pretty sustainable. Um, The one thing that I like about him is that we've seen a lot of him. That's Again, this is another player that we've seen. We saw him for two years at Clemson, so we knew all about him coming in, and I was – I was stunned. I don't want to say stunned because things that NFL coaches do should never surprise me anymore. But I was stunned that he wasn't going to be given the opportunity to start right from the get-go. Maybe they were afraid of the Jags. Like that, it doesn't seem so far-fetched now. Uh, but now that he's been in there, yeah, ever since he took over in Week Two, he's the the Texans' offense is the top-scoring offense in the NFL. Uh, he's got a great arm. He can run. He's like a Tim Tebow who can throw the ball. That's probably the best comparison I can think of. And we're, we're seeing him rally late in games. And I think we're going to see more of that because now that the Texans have lost JJ Watt and Whitney Merciless and, um, the cornerback they lost to Jacksonville has also kind of decimated a defense that was top ranked last season. And now it's going to be one of the middle of the pack to, to one of the worst in the NFL, which means a lot more shootouts. It's going to be a, a lot different Texans team that we're used to seeing where they're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be running up and down the field, back and forth both ways. And uh, I think this is a good situation for the. I think it's like from a real football perspective, I think this is a fun, a fun situation for Houston because before they've gone with like 
TJ Yates and some of those yeah. other curtain jerkers who they were running out there at quarterback. And now they got a real quarterback and the defense might not be as good, but that's okay. All you really need is one stop, you know, and if they can just dial up one exotic blitz and get a three and out or, or cut somebody off and get out there and, and make some plays, I think this team is going to be good. And I think it's going to be good for your fantasy squad. So I'm excited to uh, see what he's got going. And it, it's crazy too. And if I'm talking too much, caught me off, but <laughs> it's crazy because all the, all the questions, that I'm getting on Twitter uh, are, should I start him over Tom Brady? Should I start him over Drew Brees? I know a lot of people picked him up last week as Brees was on a bye, and now they're like, ugh, what do I do? And I'm like, you know what? I, I think that Deshaun Watson, I would start him over Drew Brees. I'm a Tom Brady mark, so I'll never, I'll never go against him. Because, like, Paige can probably sympathize with this. Like, I'm a Bears fan, so it's like, I don't have much to root for, so I kind of had no beef with the Patriots. Yep, I'm so the I same way. Gravitate. I'm the same way. So I'm like, I'm like a, yeah, so I'm like a Tom Brady fan, so I'm like, ah, I won't say anything bad about it, but if somebody wants to sit there and say that they're going to start Watson over Tom Brady, I won't try to stop them at all. Okay, so we got a little breaking news that came out from the AP NFL, and Schefter's tweeting about it. The federal appeals court clears the way for the NFL's six-game suspension of Dallas Cowboys star Ezekiel Elliott. So I just want your initial reaction, because according to all of the NFL Twitter now, it looks like he might start to have to serve the suspension. And if so, what are you doing? Because I know he's on your fantasy football team. So I'm sitting here talking while everybody's out there picking up Alfred Morris <laughs> and Darren McFadden. I can't because I'm on my phone with you. And now uh, I know every league he's going to be picking. I know because, like, we're in a league, you know, with everybody who works here. So Fabiano is probably the one who picked up Alfred Morris already or Darren McFadden. But that's what you got to do. You got to scramble. Like, if you're if you're listening to it, it's probably too late. And I hope you're going out and making your uh, – making your pickups and doing all that stuff. I'm going to go rage quit one of my teams. The one I was talking, I know nobody cares about my teams, but I was just trying to illustrate a situation where that team has sucked because Elliot and Bell have not been the players that I've wanted them to be. And now they're going to be worse because I have no Ezekiel Elliott. And I think a lot of people are going to start. It's going to be hurting because they're hurting for running backs. And if you're playing, especially in standard leagues, it's so hard to go out and find, um, find uh, a good replacement. And I know the Cowboys, the Cowboys are on a bye. So now you're looking at seven weeks without Zeke. That's crazy. That's, I feel bad. Uh, it's just one team for me. So I, I'm going to actually laugh at everybody else who's going to be living through this. <laughs> that's the way to get through it. So there was another player that's kind of underperforming. And I know this last week he, he got, was under a lot of fire through five interceptions. He threw two pick six and it's Ben Roethlisberger. What do you make of the struggles that not only he, but the Pittsburgh offense as a whole has had here through the first couple of weeks? Yeah, it's been troubling. I think a lot of people just because Ben has had this annoying tendency to play well at home, bad on the road, and everybody talks about that. And I know going into last week, everybody was like, well, he's coming home. He's going to be great. And I'm like, you know what? Not so fast. This Jags team is pretty legit, especially defensively. I think that they're going to they're going to handle their business and really, really, uh, really push the Steelers around the field. And it, it obviously came true. And uh, listen, but I also also said Doug Martin wasn't going to be a good st- good start last week. So for every good prediction, there's a, there's an opposite opposite one that sucks just as much. So I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be one of those braggadocious fantasy guys because I can't stand that. Um, but I you know I nailed one you know and I'm like okay cool. So I just feel it was uh, a perfect storm. And now going into this week, Ben Roethlisberger's on the road, so a lot of people are upset. And like, well, I can't play him on the road. 
And I, I just feel, and it would have to be a real deep league, but I feel like this could be a perfect storm where the Steelers just kind of rally the troops. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger just seems like that dude who hoist hits maybe on his Evites because he wants people to beg him to come. And, dude, you got to show up, man. It's going to be cool. And he, he needs people around him giving him reassurance because he's always talking about, like, oh, I'm going to retire or I'm battling through these injuries. And this week it was like, I don't think I've got it anymore. So everybody's got to come around and be like, no, Ben, you're still good, man. You can do it. You're great. So then uh, I think he kind this of is phenomenal. Kind of this is I, phenomenal I, I say analysis. this from experience because I'm the same way. Um, <laughs> but I think he did. I, listen, I need that reassurance all the time. I'll come off the show and be like, oh, this is that good. Is that good? You know, so I, I get it. So this is this is game recognizing game. And uh, I think that with all the, the positive reinforcement that he's got this week, I think he's going to go out there and play pretty well against the Chiefs. He might turn one over. Here and there, because it's like, listen, he's still going to play the hits. It's like, you know, if, if Blink-182 shows up to your town, they're still going to play Damn It and Small Things and Joe's. Actually, they don't play Josie anymore, and that disturbs me. But he's still going to throw his interceptions, but he's going to go out there. He's going to play better. He's going to throw more touchdowns this week. So if you have guys like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, you can feel a little bit better. So I think he turns it around a little bit. All right, I'm going to leave you with this one, and then I know Chris has got – some he wants to hit you with some off the wall question. So this is my last one. The rookie that you're most buying into long term. I'm in a keeper league, so this is for the keeper league people. Fournette, Kareem Hunt, uh, even though he's obviously had an injury, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. Who is a long term Joe Mixon? I think of who's the guy that you're most likely to invest in long term as a in a keeper league. You know. Um... I was lucky to get Kareem Hunt, and I'm really, I'm really feeling that one. I think that Andy Reid has such a great relationship with running backs um, and does such a great job developing them. I mean, with everybody from Brian Westbrook to LaShawn McCoy, uh, Jamal Charles had some nice years with him there. So I think that I feel the safest with, uh, with Kareem Hunt. I think that this isn't a fluke. I think this is going to be – it's kind of the production that he's going to be giving you. Maybe, maybe not. No, no, I don't. I think it'll get better, actually, because these guys improve, um, especially running backs, especially elite running backs. They get better in their second season. So Hunt looks like he's going to be the first overall pick in redrafts next season. So I really like him. And as long as um, – and, and it, it's not ever good news to get hurt, but I think Dalvin Cook, the, uh, the timing of his injury – is uh is going to work out well for him to get back and be ready to go next season, uh, right there in training camp with the with the Vikings and everything. And I really love him, and I I honestly really like all these guys. I I, I don't really deal with Mixon because of his off the field stuff, and I yep. just never will probably have him on a fantasy team because um, that's just you know that's just the way I feel about it. And I understand people can they're fine with it, and that's cool. And you do your thing, I'm going to do my thing. Um, but I think these four guys, man, I'm really excited about them. I think it's a it's a cool thing for fantasy, and it's a cool thing for football to have some stars stepping up and playing so well. So I like them all, but I think I think Hunt is going to be the guy that we see every year putting up this kind of production as long as he stays healthy. So, Adam, you and Paige got to bond to open the show because of your, your common interests, yeah. where you're from, where you grew up. I think you and I are going to bond to close the show because you called yourself yes. a Tom okay, Brady. Yes. You called yourself a Tom Brady mark. And that Mark word yes. is only from a wrestling fan. That's the only way I hear that. And you as a, and as a wrestling fan, and I think you are too, because I've seen your Twitter feed. I got to ask you: the Shield, they're back. Are you happy that they're back? I'm a huge fan of this. I thought it was great. I think 
I think they, I think they broke him up too quick. You know, I, I think these guys are all great talents, but it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing, thing to see them back together. Like how, how hated Roman Reigns was like from everybody, you know, everybody absolutely hated this guy and instantly love him again. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, Roman Reigns is great. Yeah, he's fun and we get to see yeah. the Roman Reigns that we always wanted to see. Like he shouldn't be out there giving 10 minute promos with smarky John Cena. Like that's never, that's not his game. You know, it's trying to ask somebody to do something that he's not. It's like making Jarek McKinnon carry the ball 40 times. He's just not going to be able to do that. And Dean Ambrose started getting into this weird phase of like, he was just kind of a goofball character and his, he didn't seem like menacing at all. He didn't see his offense for whatever reason, didn't seem like it worked. So now that he's back with the shield, he seems like a bad egg again. And Seth Rollins is super talented. And again, not somebody who should be out there opening raw speaking for 15 minutes just come in there do those backstage videos and do their thing so hopefully um i'm encouraged because they gave them shirts so hopefully this is going to be a long run but the one thing that i will say that eventually the one guy who will turn on them eventually will be roman reigns and when he does that he has the potential to be one of the biggest heels he does the rock and actually have the same kind of like hey you guys hated me so much and I'm turning on you. Yep. What do you think? No, I, I think that's the perfect way to go about this now that they brought them back. I wish you could have seen Paige's face <laughs> while you were going through that because I understood every word you said. Paige g- g- means, means yeah. nothing to She me. was I rolling no her idea. eyes at me. She had zero idea. So <laughs> you, that was exactly you, you, what I was going for. You could have been speaking a different language, but uh, I love that Chris got to have uh, got to bond with you uh, yeah, like good, I did yeah. about Chicago and, and obviously in Schaumburg. But most importantly, Mitch Trubisky and, and hopeful that he brings the Bears back to some sort of glory because that's really all we want. See, that's it. It's all we- it feels like sometimes when you talk about the Bears that people I, – I feel like the football gods came down and they asked Bears fans, like, look, we will give you the greatest team of all time. The only caveat is you'll never win another Super Bowl. And I don't know who it was, but somebody's like, yeah, I'll take that deal. You're like, no, no, don't take that deal. But that's what it is. We've had the greatest team of all time, but it's been not. And you talk about the quarterbacks, too. It's like I was trying to think. I'm like, you know what? I go, the two best Bears quarterbacks of my lifetime are Jim McMahon, Jay Cutler. And I go, I don't know, Walter Payton. He threw eight career touchdowns. I don't know who else it would be. I go, Trubisky's. That, Trubisky's that tells like you everything four, you need to know right uh, there. Pat O'Donnell's five because of that pass he threw to Benny Cunningham. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah, it's uh, the Bears don't have exactly – for being one of the longest storied franchises in all of the NFL, they sure as hell have not had any good quarterbacks. And it's amazing to me that I look three hours north and they went to ha- they went from having Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and I just can't help but be petty. I can't, I can't help but be petty about that. You know what the great thing about that is, though? They had those two guys – jerks as i like to refer them yep. refer to them as uh you guys got two super bowls out of it you yeah. got one more than us like is that i don't know i would be disappointed they're like well, we compete every year i'm like yeah i don't know what that's like obviously as a bears fan but i don't know man i got uh, i got a new I would be a little I, upset i got a new tagline for you it's uh it's my favorite thing to do to packers fans is to remind them that aaron Rodgers has been to the same amount of super bowls as rex grossman and that usually ends the conversation oh. with a packers fan <laughs> oh dang! <laughs> that's, I was doing a thing. That's my favorite thing too, to say. <laughs> we were doing a, um, we were doing a, a a little comparison for the Thursday night game of like all time Bears team versus all time Packers team, and I'm like, 
hey, I go, what are we going to do with the quarterback position since the greatest quarterback for both franchises is Jim McMahon? Because he, he played and won a Super Bowl for both of them. So I don't know how you would choose that out. But it's so disgusting because you could, like, Don Mikowski, I go, yeah, that might be our, that, that would probably be the Bears' best quarterback. Oh, gross. But I'm like, we could go, we could go way down to, like, Thomas Jones. Thomas Jones would be your best running back. So there is a little trade off there. So, for sure. Like, we just. We produce running backs for days, but just can't get that elusive quarterback. But I hope that we found them now. I would, I would take the Bears' eighty-five defense and Walter Payton over any combination of whatever the hell the Packers are putting together. So that's that's how I'll leave this podcast. I would take, I would take that eighty-five <laughs> Bears team against any team that they want to put together uh, defensively, and I'll say eighty-five rules, not the rules that it, that are in football now, because they would never be able to play the kind of football they played oh. back then. They'd all be suspended. Yeah, that's that is that is for sure. I thought about that when Danny Trevathan got in trouble. But Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully, you will come back and be on the podcast again because this was a lot of fun. And obviously, you and I could talk about the Chicago Bears on a completely separate podcast and have nothing to do with fantasy football. So that might have to happen. That's true. <laughs> all right, we'll do that. And if Chris and I want to get together and talk wrestling, I can go all the way down. I'll talk ROH if you want. Let's talk let's go. You, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. If you can, can see some- Chris's face right now, I wish I could take. I might have to text you a picture of him this right is, now. Yeah. He's, he doesn't ever get this excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Adam. And uh, let everybody know how they can follow you on Twitter and obviously watch you on the NFL Network. Oh, that's very nice of you. Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter. It's very easy. It's at Adam Rank. Uh, my Facebook, I have a Facebook page. It's at Adam Rank as well. On Fridays and Sundays, I do Facebook Live sessions, nice. which is my version of the podcast. Except I'm such an egomaniac. I need you all to look at me while I'm doing it. So that's, that's the way I operate. Um, and so I do that. And then uh, Good Morning Football Weekend is on Saturdays and then some fantasy live stuff. And, uh, yeah, hit me up. Talk about whatever. Um, we'll talk again. Wrestling. That's what I'm into. Wrestling, Star Wars, and fantasy football. That's pretty much that's my limit right there. Maybe the, Maybe the Angels, too, but that's about it. I might have to have you on. I think I'll leave this teaser with where's the best deep dish pizza in Chicago. So that'll have to come on a, on a later podcast. But, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. And, everybody, thanks for listening to the Keepers podcast.